do so good annoying. stuff. Right? I mean, they're never going to because they're scammers and doing good stuff is not kind of their wheelhouse. Not really. really no. They've already Nobody, not like, done a good really thing. Nobody really actually steals from other people to give to other people that need it. Yeah, where's, really where's only like Robin Hood hackers? Yeah, there's no Robin Hood hackers. No, like someone hack Jeff Bezos and give to me. Yeah, yes. The poor. I'm, I'm, poor I'm the poor. Ish. Yeah, ish. I mean, a- there are people who need it more. Yes. So steal from <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos and redistribute it with your I don't know, black hat skills. Come on. Do Come it. on, guys. Get Be on ninja. this. Be I'm, internet ninja. The problem with that is that, you know, when this happens to people like you and me, like average people, um, it, no one cares and no one gets caught. And the best you can do is try not to have your identity and your money stolen. Yeah. When it happens to rich people <laughs> who are quote unquote important or yeah. just any rich then person then yeah then it's a big deal and the people involved get arrested immediately so yeah it's ridiculous uh-huh so hi folks we're hi. talking about my card getting hacked hacked or you know my computer getting dollars was stolen 63 yeah i mean <laughs> i suspect that was a test for them to see if it would work yeah because they're opening a bunch of Amazon accounts in my name. So it's someone who just wants a lot of Amazon goodies. So basically me. cheap shit. It's me. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, there's like no way. Amazon because it's so fast and it's easy and they have a selection. They have a selection of garbage. There's so many sellers on there that are just like the shit version <clears throat> of the actual seller though. Like, you'll get the um, product, but it's maybe not the good version of that some, product. Some of them. I order, like, normal. Like, I got Kleenex. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's hard to fuck up is the thing. <laughs> Even if you're getting black market Kleenex, it's Kleenex. You'll Mine be fine. Mine is actual Kleenex brand Kleenex. Oh, the good stuff. It's I, the good stuff. <laughs> it's tissue paper. Uh, it's fine. Not to brag or anything, but. I just remember. It's the ultra soft. Oh, yeah. Oh. So. Don't be too humble. Just so you know. But I mean, like, okay, so years ago, like in 2014, so six years ago, Amazon was still trash. If you think it's bad now, it was always bad. And <laughs> <laughs> it's never been good is the thing. So. Is this your fear? N- you know what? Yes. My okay. fear is, fuck you, Amazon. I don't know. Does and that count? being hacked. Being hacked, that's yes, because the identity. That's a legitimate fear. Yeah, the identity theft thing is annoying. And money theft. Yeah, I mean, I can I can deal with $63, I guess, but I yeah. know they're going to ramp it up, obviously. But it sucks. It sucks. Because that's not It's that's not, not small nothing. Amount. No, it's not nothing. And there is a one cent charge, too. So I can tell that these are, yeah. like, testing ramps. Like, when it happened to a friend of mine, they just took, like, 53 cents and then 78 cents and then 24. Like, yeah, because they want they did you to not like, notice. So many different times that it added up, but it was like, yeah, yeah, they don't want you yeah. to notice. Yeah, but I, I mean, they went from one cent to sixty three dollars. So I'm I thinking know, that's why I'm saying it's weird that for you. Yeah, I'm like, guys, I'm okay. I I'm gonna notice even the one cent thing when I look at the little transcript thing. Well, yeah, it's, because it's like, weird. You're like, what did I buy for one cent? Like, yeah, like you cannot buy that's not anything stealthy. for one cent. And then then did you sixty three, which is noticeable? Yeah, sixty three dollars. I'm just like, okay, you think I'm not gonna notice sixty three dollars? I was actually less likely to notice that than the one than cent. the one cent. But it depends on if you look at your like 
transactions. You wouldn't notice one cent no. if you don't look at your transactions. Yeah, so I guess they're hoping for that. Yeah. And I might not even know $63 if I didn't look at my transactions because I bought yeah. shirts Like, recently, I don't have my balance not. memorized either. No. So, like, $63, I don't know if I'd notice. I would, but I just got paid. Yeah. If I hadn't just got paid, I wouldn't have had $63 for them to steal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So I would have noticed that. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I just got paid and I bought a t-shirt, but it wasn't through Amazon. I don't buy things on Amazon. I bought a sweater on Amazon in 2014, like I was saying, and, and it was um, the black market version. That story again. <laughs> yes, I'm mad about it. Someone just like, like sewed go. it. I know. It was know. so funny. I've gotten some shit like that from Amazon too. You just have to be, you have to look really closely. You have to look at the reviews for that specific one that you click on. Yeah. like several different companies will use the same picture. Oh, absolutely. But it'll be different because they're different companies. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yanking the original yeah. uh, manufacturer. And I did accidentally buy something from Etsy that way recently, but I don't <laughs> care. As long as it's the same shirt, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. It's an e-girl shirt, so it's not nice. it's not good anyway. Okay. But um, yeah, <laughs> so that's my story. What's your fear? There's a man at my house. Oh, yeah. Also, I almost fell over earlier today. Hmm. Well, one of those does play into our theme. There's a lot to unpack here. The man. Um, No. (laughs) The man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Duncan. Her boyfriend. Discussing him moving in, which I know, like I said before, that the only way I'd get married is if we lived in separate houses. So this is. Yeah, this is weird. You're not getting married, but not living in separate houses. I know. This is a statistic nightmare problem. The um, transition. I think it'll be fine. I mean. It's still under your name. He he doesn't yeah, own anything. He's about. just kind of squatting there. <laughs> I guess. Like to be honest, that's what that is legally. He's just squatting, squatting. and giving me money. Yeah, so he's basically like he's a roommate that you hired on Craigslist. Okay. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I like that less actually. Yeah. No, but I mean that's <laughs> what that is, right? Like someone leases their own like rent or whatever. Like they they lease a place and then they go on Craigslist because they're like, I can't afford all this rent alone. Anyone want to move in and help me? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I that. I don't – I wouldn't want to live with a roommate. I'd rather live with Duncan. Well, and that's the so difference. So that's what makes it better. Yeah, it makes it better because you have a relationship and this makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's funny that, like, moving in is considered such a big thing and I've just been bringing home people to mom's house growing up, like, okay, constantly. Okay, well, moving in was never a big thing to me. No. It never was before. Like, it was always just, oh, yeah, kind of a natural progression happened actually fairly quickly with most of my relationships yeah um i think it's just a big thing this time because i've been alone for so long like and i andrea's got... lonely no i wasn't lonely that's the she problem. has a lot of cats i this... really liked being alone. <laughs> um and so like it it's gonna be a transition anyway. yeah yeah but if you don't like it you can just be like hey Get Duncan, <laughs> do you want to move back to your other place that you still have because he does is the thing like yeah like he if he that'll yeah yeah like if it doesn't work out like this is more a romantic gesture than an anything else yeah which is cute i think it'll work out um and if it doesn't i'll kill him and then earlier today mm-hmm. i was at walmart and i had a pain between my eyes and then i like Almost. lost my balance for a second oh so i have brain cancer um I'm guessing you don't mean that, and you haven't actually been diagnosed with that, and you're not just, like, throwing that out there no, casually on a no. podcast. I don't know what it – maybe it's just tiredness. I don't know. That sounds 
like a weird electrolyte imbalance. And that's the thing. I shouldn't have an electrolyte imbalance. Have you been taking electrolytes? I have. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wait a so minute. this shouldn't be an issue. I don't know what's happening. Um Power raid doesn't Maybe I'm just getting happen. like random vertigo from like allergies or something. How does I know. I it's so weird. I don't know how vertigo works. Send us your vertigo stories. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do so it. give it. We'll we'll be giving our obvious layer info at the end of the podcast. But so so your fear is falling over and man. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that makes a little like mad lib sentence. Falling over a man. Falling over a man. <laughs> yep, that's that's my fear. So that's that. Well, you're just gonna have to stop falling for men or over them. Okay. That That does have different implications, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. All right. So we have a theme today. Andrea picked the Yes. So, oh, thank you. I picked the theme. Andrea picked the theme. And and then I made Ren do the research. Yeah, like (laughs) I did last time. I picked the theme. And I did the research. Yep. Yeah. So this time. It's interesting. Actually, we should keep doing that. Yeah, we're so going to do that. you should pick the next theme and I'll do the research. And Yeah, we'll, we'll do a poll like on this. Twitter to see what which uh, which type people prefer. Like yeah. when we each do our own little thing or when we do the like more in-depth research and then each surprise each other with what the yeah. fuck happens by making the I other like read it. I like it this way because then our episodes aren't an hour and a half long. But uh, we can yeah, adjust we can do though. a poll. So Yeah, let's do a poll. Yeah, let's do a poll. But I do like this for now. So yeah, just even to get public opinion. So Andrea, what was the theme you chose? Falling deaths. All right. So these people fell. That's good. Just like Andrea almost did. Got the theme. Almost. (laughs) Yeah. In Walmart. That would have been embarrassing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that would have been Because I I wasn't losing consciousness. Just lost my balance. So I just would have been like clunk well and then i'd be like uh hi i'm nothing. in walmart i'm, I'm fine and I'm tired i'll get back up <laughs> i'd just be like if i fell in walmart i'd be like i'm not getting back up i wanted to lay down that's why yeah, i'm on i'm tired your floor and <laughs> i'm staying here for at least an hour duncan would be like okay should i go <laughs> and he just lays or down should beside I lay down you too? <laughs> i feel like that would start like people thinking that you're doing some sort of like lay protest. protest yeah and everyone starts laying down but no one knows why and i'm just like i was just dizzy yeah and everyone <laughs> else like i hate I'm walmart guess, I, yeah with walmart <laughs> yeah someone's laying down because they've got a really complex issue with some with walmart <laughs> and you're just like i was tired um so this is the falling case that I chose, and it's a harrowing story. I like harrowing stuff. It is interesting. I like and interesting there's definitely stuff. horrific elements. I like uh, that too. Yes. Well, and that is the point of the podcast. Yes. So, this, and, and this is famous. All right. So, let us begin. This is The Fall of Julianne Kupke. I hope I'm pronouncing that somewhat we okay. Googled I'm it. I'm not German, but yes, I'm not we Googled German it. Either. Thanks, Google. You hmm. know things, right? Okay, so I'm going to give you all a little bit of background info here. Julianne Kupka, sometimes referred to as Julianne Diller, her married name, which is easier for me. That is easier. <laughs> I'm going to be calling her Julianne a lot anyway. So she was born on October 10th, 1954, in Lima, Peru, to German parents who worked at the Museum of Natural History in Lima. She was the only child of biologist Hans Wilhelm Kupke. 
Oh boy. Hans Wilhelm. Wilhelm Köpke. Hans. Hans. Okay. That's enough making fun of Germans for one day. No, I like their accent. I want to learn it. I actually think it would be fun to learn. And people say it's ugly. And I used to think that too. And then one day it like just switched in my brain. And I was like, I like that accent. I I want to learn it. English is ugly. English is undeniably ugly. Yeah. Like I don't think German is ugly. I know that stereotype. I I don't think it's any uglier or whatever. No. No. So, and her other parent, her mother was an or... was an ornithologist named Maria Kupke. And when Kupke was just 14 years old, her parents left Lima to establish Panguana, which was a research station in the Amazon rainforest. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And because of this, Julianne learned a bunch of survival techniques when she was very young, right? Like a teen. That'd be awesome. That would be so sweet. And to like <clears throat> understand the Amazon and uh, yeah. be neat. So, however, at the time, educational authorities disapproved of this whole thing, and Kupke was forced to return to the German International School. The Deutsch. The Deutsch Schule Lima Alexander von Humboldt. Okay. Kind of wordy there. Why did they name it that? I gotta know. Uh, I mean, it sounds like a very snobby German International School. No kidding. Okay. I wonder if they made the kids say all of it. So... (laughs) And she was forced to go back there to take her exams, right? Okay. So, Julianne graduated on the 23rd of December in 1971. However, that year was going to be bad for Julianne. Okay. So, what happened? So she was like, what, 16? Yeah, she would have been 16, 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, very young. What happened? So, Maria, Julianne's mother, was working in Lima when Julianne was about to graduate from high school. And Maria had wanted to return to Panguana on the 19th or 20th of December in 1971, but Julianne wanted to attend her graduation ceremony. So, she's at the school about to graduate because they made her come back, and she wants to attend the ceremony, even though her mom's like, no, we want to go back here. Yeah. But yeah, so her mom's like, okay. Um, so Maria agreed to Julianne staying for longer, and so they scheduled a flight on Christmas Eve instead. Unfortunately, all the flights were booked, aside from one, with an airline called Linnaeus Aereas Nacionales, S.A., which is Lanza. Lanza, Lanza. okay. Yeah. Julianne's father, Hans Wilhelm, urged his wife Maria to avoid flying with that particular airline because it had a not great reputation. Perfect. Yeah. That's... Not a good start. Yeah, not what you want. No. But with very few options, they decided to risk it, and they booked the flight. Okay. Right? I mean, it was the only flight. I mean, it's... That was about it. Like, if they wanted to be home for Christmas. You don't usually assume that every single flight might crash or whatever, right? No, or Lanza wouldn't be still allowed. Yeah, exactly. It's just, they have a (laughs) lot of crashes, so they probably still shouldn't have been allowed. So... (laughs) The plane was Alonza Lockheed L-188 Electra OBR-941, which is just a commercial airliner, right? Okay. But it sounded impressive. <laughs> so, during the flight, a severe thunderstorm hit, and the plane was struck by lightning, basically shattering and disintegrating in midair about two miles above the ground. What? Two miles above the ground? Mm-hmm. Are they landing? I'm are they, guessing. Are they taking off? I think they were landing, actually. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Actually, this whole... All of this was was happening in the general Amazon area, so... Oh, okay. So it could have been either. Um, yeah. That's fine. 
I mean, they were either landing or... They were, yeah, two miles above the ground is still significantly far above ground, further than you want to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Julianne was still strapped into her airplane seat, which was now in a free fall. Yep, so the plane around her was basically gone, and her seat was there, Uh, and she was falling in it. So basically everyone's worst fucking nightmare when they go on a plane, or at least my worst nightmare. Her mother, Maria, would have been sitting in the seat right next to hers. Here's a passage from Julianne about experiencing the crash. So, from BBC.com, quote, It was Christmas Eve, 1971, and everyone was eager to get home. We were angry because the plane was seven hours late. Thanks, Alonzo. (laughs) Suddenly, we entered into a very heavy, dark cloud. My mother was anxious, but I was okay. I liked flying. Ten minutes later, it was obvious that something was very wrong. There was very heavy turbulence and the plane was jumping up and down. Parcels and luggage were falling from the locker. There were gifts, flowers, and Christmas cakes flying around the cabin. When we saw lightning around the plane, I was scared. My mother and I held hands, but we were unable to speak. Other passengers began to cry and weep and scream. After about 10 minutes, I saw a very bright light on the outer engine on the left. My mother said, very calmly, that is the end. It's all over. Oh my god. Those were the last words I ever heard from her. The plane jumped down and went into a nosedive. It was pitch black and people were screaming. Then the deep roaring of the engines filled my head completely. Suddenly, the noise stopped and I was outside the plane. I was in a free fall, strapped to my seat bench and hanging head over heels. The whispering of the wind was the only noise I could hear. I felt completely alone. That's what she felt? Alone? Well, yeah. I would feel very much just terrified. Well, yeah, but alone because you're young and you're literally in the middle of the air i know like i, I can i can understand I she means more than alone. the ground <laughs> well that's the thing but i i think when she says alone it's more like yeah desolate like, like nobody's there to help her terrifyingly desolate yeah <sighs> like if you how you'd feel if you got trapped at the bottom of a cave without anyone yeah yeah i could see the canopy of the jungle spinning towards me then i lost consciousness and remember nothing of the impact i woke the next day and looked up into the canopy the first thought i had was i survived an air crash yeah that's fucking crazy (laughs) fucking nuts yeah i shouted out for my mother but i only heard the sounds of the jungle i was completely alone i had broken my collarbone and had some deep cuts on my legs but my injuries weren't serious I realized later that I had ruptured a ligament in my knee, but I could walk. Before the crash, I had spent a year and a half with my parents on their research station only 30 miles away. I learned a lot about life in the rainforest, that it wasn't too dangerous. It's not the green hell that the world always thinks. Cool. That's good good to to know. know. Yeah, maybe we'll go, because I always thought it was terrifying. Yeah, me too. I was like, uh... I mean, the Amazon River. Is there everything that's going to kill you there? (laughs) No, that's Australia. Yeah. They get confused all the time. Amazon, I mean, they start with the same letter. Yeah. Very easy mistake. It's weird that we're talking about Amazon. We're just talking about Amazon. Ugh. I know. Okay, well, the forest is the the better version. Okay. Okay, so I could hear the planes overhead searching for the wreck, but it was a very dense forest and I couldn't see them. I was wearing a very short sleeveless mini dress and white sandals. I had lost one shoe, but I kept the other because I am very short-sighted and had lost my glasses, so I used that shoe to test the ground ahead of me as I walked. Snakes are camouflaged there, and they look like dry leaves. I was lucky I didn't meet them, or maybe just that I didn't see them. 
I found a small creek and walked in the water because I knew it was safer, which I wouldn't have thought, but... This is familiar. Mm-hmm. I think I must have heard, like, a podcast or read something about it. Oh, yeah. No, this is a very famous one. Yeah. At the crash site, I had found a bag of sweets. When I had finished them, I had nothing more to eat, and I was very afraid of starving. And now Andrea gets to continue <laughs> okay. Julianne's story. I don't story. really know this story. Well, you're yeah. not supposed to, so that's good. Hold uh, on. It's familiar. Here we go. Okay. So she ate all her candy. <laughs> yeah, and she was afraid of starving. Yeah. Uh, it was very hot and very wet, and it rained several times a day. But it was cold in the night, and to be alone in that mini dress was very difficult. Yeah, that was not the best wardrobe choice no, for falling out I wouldn't wear that on a plane, plane anyway, just because they they tend to be cold. But um, Makes sense, though. She wanted to look nice Christmas Eve. Yeah, and you don't plan on crashing. No. On the fourth day, I heard the noise of a landing king vulture, which I recognized from my time at my parents' reserve. I was afraid because I knew they only land when there's a lot of carrion, and I knew it was bodies from the crash. Yeah. Oh. When I turned a corner in the creek, I found a bench with three passengers rammed headfirst into the earth. Oh, my God. Ew. Oh, my God, those poor people. Yeah. Holy shit. That's not good. Um, I was paralyzed by panic. It was the first time I had seen a dead body. I thought my mother could be one of them, but when I touched the corpse with a stick, I saw that the woman's toenails were painted. My mother never polished her nails. I was immediately relieved, but then felt ashamed of that thought. Yeah. By the 10th day, I couldn't stand properly, and I drifted along the edge of a larger river I had found. I felt so lonely, like I was in a parallel universe far away from any human being. I thought I was hallucinating when I saw a really large boat. When I went to touch it and realized it was real, it was like an adrenaline shot. But then I saw there was a small path into the jungle where I found a hut with a palm leaf roof, an outboard motor, and a liter of gasoline. So just steal the boat. Oh, that actually comes up for a second. That's funny. She doesn't, though. I had a wound on my upper right arm. It was infested with maggots about one centimeter long. Oh, no. I remembered our dog had the same infection, and my father had put kerosene in it. So I sucked the gasoline out and put it into the wound. Do you know if you, like... Like, maggots actually can prevent infection because they eat all, like, the dead they bad eat the tissue. decaying shit. But yeah. they're also not good to have inside your body. It's a bad sign. Yeah. yeah it's that's not good. Not good. I get wanting to clear them out because they also have, like, germs and shit. They're gross. <laughs> I would just not want them on me. So the pain was intense as the maggots tried to get further into the wound. Ugh. Yeah, probably trying to avoid the kerosene. I pulled about 30 maggots and was very proud of myself. Oh, I would be too. I decided to spend the night there. The next day, I heard the voices of several men outside. It was like hearing the voices of angels, end quote. Okay. Wow. So, yep. Julianne had somehow survived the fall to earth with a broken collarbone, a gash to her left leg and to her right arm, and a right eye that was swollen shut. From Julianne, quote, I was definitely tr- strapped in it, the airplane seat, when I fell. It must have turned and buffered the crash, otherwise I wouldn't have survived. As stated, Julianne waded downstream through knee-high water as her father had taught her that tracking downstream should eventually lead to civilization. About the boat she'd found after those 10 days, she said, quote, I remained there, but I wanted to leave. I didn't want to take the boat because I didn't want to steal it. I told you. I'd be like, I'm taking this boat. I'd be like, I, I need it more. just was in a plane crash. Yeah, I, I need it. i give it right back, I promise. Yeah. You can have your boat back after I'm not dead. I just need to go find a hospital right now. The voices of angels that Julianne had heard the ne- 
that next morning were a group, a small group of local fishermen who discovered her and brought her to their village. The following day, a local pilot volunteered to fly her to a hospital in Pakalpa, where miraculously she was reunited with her father. Quote, the day after my rescue, I saw my father. He could barely talk, and in the first moment, we just held each other. For the next few days, he frantically searched for news of my mother. On the 12th of January, they found her body. Later, I found out that she also survived the crash, but was badly injured, and she couldn't move. She died several days later. I dread to think what her last days were like. Right. You know what's crazy? Oh, my God. Is, I don't know where I heard this story well she's written but books about it they like there's reason to believe that if they searched the area sooner that they may have been able to save some people but that some people like showed that they had survived the crash and died after, later well yeah if you're... but they refused to search what that's what i heard you okay. have to look it up are but, you yeah. sure this is the case because um i don't know I've Juliana actually as soon as her injuries were healed helped search efforts. Okay. It, I thought it was the same story. It might be. It might be. Maybe they were taking too long. I don't know. Well, if you wait until her injuries Well, heal. they weren't waiting for her. She just joined oh, them. Okay. She was waiting for her injuries to heal so that she could join them. But I don't know. Maybe they Maybe I'm had just started. Blurring this with another story? Yeah. I don't know. You guys look it up and let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me out it, on my lies. On your lies. Uh, okay, so did I finish this? I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Theories. So obviously, Julianne Kopka's unlikely survival has been the subject of much speculation. It is known that she was belted into her seat and thus somewhat shielded and cushioned, but it has also been theorized that the outer seats of the row, those on each side of her which remained attached to hers as part of a row of three, had basically functioned as a sort of parachute and slowed her fall. The impact might also have been lessened by the updraft of the thunderstorm as well as the thick foliage where she landed. Yeah. That is a lucky... That would be lucky as fuck. Yeah, no. And also if you're smaller, I was looking up how to fall. Yeah. Um, When I was researching cases for this, there was like this huge article on On how to fall fall if you're falling from like a plane crash or a variety of ways. And it said like if you're shorter and you're strapped to a plane seat and that's falling, you're actually in luck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're already doing as much as you can. Yeah, (laughs) less surface tension like there's less of you less impact etc and also your head is shorter than the plane seat right so she might have been behind the plane seat yeah like i don't know how tall she was but she was only 17 so yeah well who knows i mean i was fully grown but (laughs) yeah but that doesn't say much for you no (laughs) it sucks um the aftermath julianne moved to germany where she fully recovered from her injuries like her parents she studied biology at the university of kiel and graduated in 1980. She received a doctorate from Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich and returned to Peru to conduct research in mammalogy, specializing in bats. A very good specialty, in Ren's opinion. Yes, I put that in brackets because I like bats. I like bats too. Bats are good. They are good. Uh, She published her thesis, Ecological Study of a Bat Colony in the Tropical Rainforest of Peru, in 1987. I'm sure it's gripping. Oh, well, I mean, it sounds good. I like bats. Uh, Like kind of a thriller. (laughs) A thriller. What is this bat colony up Uh, to? A drama thriller. Mm, Um, Drama. Now known as Julianne Diller, she is a librarian at the Bavarian State Collection of Zoology in Munich. 
Her autobiography, When I Fell from the Sky, was release, released on March 10th, 2011, and she received the Korean, Korean Green? Literature Prize for it in 2011. In 2019, the government of Peru awarded her the Order of Merit for Distinguished Services in the degree of Grand Officer. Uh, that's that's story. cool. Yeah, so like I wanted to end it on a, a happier note because yeah. I, I just think it's Okay, imagine being in a plane crash and nope. mom's sitting next to you. I can't even imagine. Like, mom's sitting next yeah, to you that's and the she's other thing. not there. And you're plummeting and your mom's gone. That would scare the fuck out of me. I probably have had a heart attack and died on the way down, to be honest. Yeah, I might do. Honestly, yeah. I don't know how I'd feel. I think I'd just be in like shock and maybe survival mode. That's kind of how shock well, works. Well, that's probably for me. what happened. And yeah. like, so picturing it now while we're not in it and don't have adrenaline pumping, we're probably like, that's terrible. We would have a heart attack and die. But in the, in the moment, I think, you know, your adrenaline is pumping. You do go into survival mode. You do. And I, I'm not sure. It's still a horrible way to go. Oh my God. And landing. Like, then you just have to deal with all the pain of how you landed. Yeah. If you managed to if survive. You like, she's lucky that she only had the injuries she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very lucky. But the maggots, though. Ugh. 30. 30. Ew. That's a lot of centimeter long maggots. That's a lot of maggots. Those are Ma- juicy magnets. magnets. That's a lot of maggots. You too. can't speak today. I can't. I don't know what's happening. I was perfectly fine. I was all like excited to come and record. Which and then, you like, be. now I'm having like a brain aneurysm or something. I. Okay, maybe this is related to your dizziness in <laughs> maybe, Walmart. Maybe. Um, yeah, so... I also, yeah. <laughs> Are you also having a brain aneurysm? Probably. Honestly, <laughs> it sounds about right for most of the time. That's a weird coincidence. So, I'm... I don't know, I'm interested in this whole, like, plane crash thing. Okay, so I think I saw a horror movie. Actually, it might have been Final Destination. I love Where they get Final ripped out of the seats. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's the imagery I've seen of that. I had not heard of that happening where people get sucked out still in the seat. Yeah. But that's alarming. It is alarming. I know. It's not great. That's um, definitely some Final Destination shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, it just seems terrifying. I don't I don't ever want to plummet, uh, free fall, nothing like that. Nope. Good thing for seat belts, though. She's yeah. still strapped in. I mean, otherwise she would have been free falling alone. Just, yeah, with nothing to, like, possibly absorb some of the... Yeah, with the nothing, impact. no protection. Yeah. Yep. No, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. So the lesson of today is, I don't know, don't fly with shitty airlines, I guess. They're all kind of shitty. That's a hard one for me to ask of you. Yeah, it's hard. So. Um, send us your seatbelt stories. <laughs> send us your own, like, free-falling stories or and pictures close of calls. seatbelt. Andrea just wants the most boring shit. But you can do that. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure it's riveting. So... <laughs> Buckle in. I, ha, ha, ha. I don't know how no, that joke fit into anything. That's, not that's all I have. That's all I got. That's all I got. Take uh, it. Okay. I all right. It. So email us at twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com. Or visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash siblings to donate money for a microphone. Yes. Please do. Please. We need help. And we really need a new microphone. We really need a lot of things. Yes. We really do. Yeah. yeah. This microphone is good. It's a Blue Yeti, but it's been around. It's seen some things. It's, yeah. It's eight years old and I've kicked it a few times accidentally. It's a senior microphone. It's sad. It's very, very depressed. And I just need to cheer it up by letting it retire. Put so, it in a home. 
Put it in microphones. your homes. Yeah. So our Twitter is at Too Scared Sibs, and our Patreon's also pinned to the top of that if you're interested. And for $1 tiers, you get a special shout out, a vocal one, and your name in the credits of every episode. And for $5 tiers, you get all of that, and you can ask us to say a weird sentence, and you get merch. Yes. And bonus episodes. There's lots of stuff. Yeah, you get a lot of shit. We and we just bonus have stickers. Soon. Yeah. And we just got stickers too. So if you want us to send you stickers and you're a patron, send me the address. Yes. And we're working on uh, catching up on our bonus episodes. So if you want to hear some of those, we've got some interesting themes for those ones. Yes. All right. So do that. And uh, so that you feel better about potentially falling out of a plane. I don't know. Someone might be listening to this as they're flying. That would be un. That would be unsettling. unfortunate. Yeah. So for anyone who's unsettled, <laughs> here's a kiss to settle you. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. Sleep well.